On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal soul in weakness, raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed of God. Never there'll be no more sorrow. No, no more pain. There'll be no more strife. strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness. Ready to live. I'll, I'll be glad. glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord. I'll have a new life. Eternal. Free from every imperfection. Youthful and happy I shall be. Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes, I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand There'll be no more sorrow No more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal grains, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the reading of God's stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of this likeness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show, folks. So glad to have you. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Hey, I want to let you know that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I have found forgiveness, peace, joy, happiness. I'm blessed beyond measure more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple, friend. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we'll be asking the question, are you blessed? Are you blessed? But first, a few things along the way. And the first thing is headline news. Well, get this. Get this. The newest boxing heavyweight champion is also an outspoken believer in Jesus Christ. That's right. I bet you didn't know Tyson Fury, who regained the WBC heavyweight title Saturday by defeating Deontay Wilder, credited his faith moments after the match. First and foremost, he said, I want to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
I said, those who bring evil against me will not prosper. I said, those who stand in the dark can never come to the light. All praise be to the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. Amen, folks. His weekend victory cap to come back from a bout of depression, the battle with alcohol, cocaine dependency. And uh, he said, I woke up every day wishing that I would not wake up anymore. He was rich, successful, young, healthy, had a family, fame, everything a man could dream of, but he was still depressed. I'm living proof, he said, anyone can come back from the brink. There are lots of people out there suffering with mental health problems who think all their days will be gray, but life can improve again. There you go, folks. Heavyweight champ. Tyson Fury thanks my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, after when. When I get this, the beloved animated show Clifford the Big Red Dog in recent weeks became the second PBS Kids series with a reoccurring LGBT character when one of Emily Elizabeth's friends brought her two moms to a dinner party. The series is based on a popular scholastic book character, follows the exploits of an energetic girl named Emily Elizabeth and her giant red dog Clifford. It was rebooted by PBS and Amazon Prime last year with new animation and new voices. It's within this reboot that two lesbian characters were introduced. Clifford the Big Red Dog is the second PBS kids series with an LGBT character. Monica Cole, director of One Million Moms, said in an email to supporters that PBS is taking advantage of parental trust. Discussions of such controversial topics and lifestyle choices should be left up to the parents. And uh, One Million Moms launched a petition to PBS Kids that's garnered more than 16,000 signatures so far. PBS Kids, she says, should stick to entertaining, providing family-friendly programming instead of pushing an agenda. Well, she's right. There you go, folks. PBS Kids, Clifford the Big Red Dog, introduces LGBT characters. Hmm, what about that? What about that? Well, now get this. You won't believe this. A pastor in Tennessee was preaching right along. Old, his name was Dan Smith. Pastor of United Church in Gallatin, Tennessee was rolling right along when a baby started making noise. And so right in the middle of his lesson, he stops and he says, Hey, ushers, can you please show them where the nursery is? I don't want to struggle with a child the whole time, so please help them out. <laughs> so this old dude, man, he was preaching right along and the baby started making some noise and started to compete with his message. So he stops. Hey, get him out. He tried to continue his sermon, but he could not. 
Okay, let me stop. Just because I just did that, everybody's freaking out because I just said, listen, we love children. And you, sweetie, look at me. We love kids. But if a child is going to affect the whole service because a child's cranky or whatever, we do have TVs that are right there in the back. So that's cool. And the pastor insisted that he didn't want to affect the other people in the room because the baby was crying. The woman later posted the video. It was shared more than 15,000 times. Said that her daughter and her friend, who was the mother of the video, left the service. How can this pastor call himself a man of God and treat a member of your congregation that way and don't care if anyone is offended? I don't know what's worse, she said, the embarrassing of a member or the fact that he did not care if he offended anyone. So sad in a society when we need to bring our young people to God that they are chased off because they have a child. <laughs> Pastor stops church service to have woman child escorted out after baby makes noise. Folks, you know how many times I wanted to do that? <laughs> Sometimes you need to leave well enough alone. Let the baby have its way. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. Now, this day in church history. In 684, death of Barbus, Bishop of Benevento, who after years of fruitless endeavor persuaded the inhabitants of Benevento to give up idolatry and other sins during a siege of their city. In 1528, reformer Patrick Hamilton is six hours dying when burned at the stake in Scotland for his faith. In 1692, folks, beginning of the Salem witch trials in colonial Massachusetts with the accusation of Tutuba, a female Indian servant, and Sarah Good. In 1704, on this day in church history, a party of over 300 French and Indian fighters attacked Deerfield, Massachusetts, capturing a number of settlers, including the minister John Williams, who will write an account of his ordeal, the redeemed captive returning to Zion. Finally, on this day in church history, in 1948, Richard Wormbrandt, a Lutheran pastor in Romania is arrested on his way to church. He will spend many years in prison for his faith and be tortured many, many times. Upon his ransom and release to the West, he will write, Tortured for Christ, and found Voice of the Martyrs, an organization to raise awareness for and assist Christian victims of religious persecution worldwide. My, oh, my, folks. My, oh, my. And that's this day 
in church history. And now we have a little bit of fun time here in Name That Bible Character segment. Here is your clue. Are you ready? I bought Joseph from the Midianite traders. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I bought Joseph from the Midianite traders. Who am I? We'll reveal the answer to this clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal. In our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Well, folks, it's time for our study. Our study is called, Are You Blessed? Friend, are you blessed? Pick up your cup of coffee or your hot drink or cool drink, whatever you like, and let's begin studying from God's holy, wonderful word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we humbly bow before you this morning and opening up your word. We ask that you will move us, open up our hearts that we can understand and apply your will in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Turn with me, if you will, friend, in Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1, that's where we're going to be camped for a little bit this uh, for this study. And we're going to ask the question, are you blessed? Blessed indeed. You know, the world is searching for happiness, searching for that place, find peace, joy. And uh, something that will last longer than a day. A lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are troubled. And they need to know that there is a place where happiness actually dwells. Where they can find the real peace and harmony and be blessed beyond measure. And I think Psalms chapter 1 really speaks to that. So turn with me, good friend. Open up your Bible, open up your heart. Amen, glory, hallelujah. Let's begin reading in verse 1. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the individual. You want to be blessed, you don't know where it begins. It begins right here. Blessed is the man. And you're going to contrast here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Amen. So at first he's going to show us where happiness is not. You want to have your happiness robbed? Do you want to find, you want to give away that feeling of harmony and peace? This is the way to do it. Blessed is a man who walks not, nor stands in, nor sits in the seat of. Notice there's a progression here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the council, stands in the path of sinners, sits of the scornful. So there's a walking, a standing, a sitting. You want to avoid giving up your peace. You want to avoid giving up your happiness, then don't walk, 
don't stand, don't sit in these three categories. And I think it's really talking about really one thing. You're walking, you're walking by the council of the God. You're just walking by. It's not something that you're participating in right off, but you are walking by and you hear it. And then it says, nor stands in the place. And then you stop. It's something that tickles the ears. Then you begin to, well, I think I'll listen to what's going on. So you go from walking not in the counsel of the ungodly to standing in the path of sinners. Now you're standing. Now you're listening. Now you engage. Now you're having discussion. So there's a progression there. You're just walking by. Shouldn't have been there or you should have moved on, but you didn't. Now you're engaged. You're fully engaged in the path of the sinners. And now it says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now you not only are standing in their midst, but you also now are sitting. Now you're fully part of the crowd. Now sin has fully been developed in your life. And that just robs you. You, There is a loss of blessedness, loss of peace, loss of happiness. And so the writer here plainly begins by saying, Blessed is the man who does not find himself in that situation. But his delight. So blessed is the man. Here's the state. Here's where you can find happiness. Here's where you can find joy. It's your delight that makes all the difference in the world. But verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So you got choices to make. The choice either is to live one way, walking, standing, sitting, counsel, path of sinners, sit of the scornful. Or place your delight in the word of God. That's where you really find joy. That's where you're going to find happiness. That is where you're going to be blessed beyond measure. More than you ever deserve. Is your delight in the law of the Lord or is it in something else? Do you think and meditate day and night? On the will of God to your life. Do you find real pleasure. In doing what God wants you to do in your life. The difference here in this man. Is that his delight is in these things. Is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And then he shows us a picture of. Of what this life looks like. It's a blessed life. Yes. And that difference is. Is that this person. Delight. Joy. Pleasure. Isn't anything else. But the world. It's in God. It's in God's law. It's in God's will for his life. And what that looks like now. Is in verse 3. He shall be like a tree. Tree is always used in the symbolism of a, a new life, a real life, a life that's planted and firm and secure, immovable. 
But he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. It is those rivers of water you remember that John chapter 4 talks about. Whoever drinks of this water in verse 13 of John 4 of will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. So he brings this illustration to show the life of the one who is committed. Life of the one who finds real joy in God's word. Real happiness is what he's given an illustration of. What this looks like. He shall be like a tree, a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. And that nourishment being planted, firmly rooted, deeply in Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, brings forth its fruit in its season. So he says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, water nourishment that the world cannot give, but only God can give through his word and through his son, Jesus, and through the Holy Spirit. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Bears fruit. The right kind of fruit. At the right time. At the right moment. That person is fruitful. As we are reminded by Jesus Christ... Remember in John chapter 15, friend, John chapter 15 in verse 5, John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, Jesus says, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Much fruit. Not just a little bit, but much fruit. At the right time, the fruit bears. Does that describe your life? Yielding a very wonderful, spiritual, powerful fruit. Fruit of the Spirit that Paul talks about to the Galatians. If you remember in chapter 5 and 6. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Are those things demonstrated in your life, friend? Those are all signs of what a real, happy Real blessed life, joyful life looks like. And then he says, back in Psalms chapter 1, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in the seasons, whose leaf also shall not wither. Nothing. This person that he's talking about here, this blessed life, this person that delight is in the law of the Lord, the leaf of that individual will never wither. Yeah, there may be some difficult times and tough times, but this person will always survive, will always have assurance of eternal life, and no one can take that away from us. And whatever he does shall prosper. It's eternal life that this person is always under the umbrella of protection of Jesus Christ, of God's powerful word. He will endure all through his life. And that 
is success. That is living a prosperous life. That is happiness and being blessed beyond measure. Are you blessed, friend? Can you say for surety that you are living a blessed life? I pray that you are and contemplate and meditate on the things we discussed in our study. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now we have the final conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I bought Joseph from the Midianite traders. Who am I? Potiphar. That's right, folks. In Genesis 37, verse 36. And the Midianite sold him, Joseph, into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. I bought Joseph from the Midianite traders. Who am I? Potiphar. And name that Bible character. Well, friend, you too can become a follower, the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ. You can find forgiveness, joy, peace, happiness, and be blessed beyond measure more than you ever deserve. Just give your life over to him in repentance, confession, and baptism, and give your life over to Jesus. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, I pray that you'll stop by and visit with us at the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. But if you can't, stop by our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, my goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. I just want to tell you this. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. And may God bless you. This I know, this I know, there's a time to reap and a time to sow, good deeds planted every day will grow and grow, oh, Baba told me so, oh, Baba told me so, this I know, there's a time to plant and a time to cry, a time to live and a time to die, I know, Baba told me so, Baba told me so. Watches over everyone, morning, noon, and night. He made the moon and he sent his sun, so our future would be bright. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are long. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. This I know. This I know. There's a time to work and a time to play, to scatter flowers on the way wherever you go. Watches over everyone, morning, noon, and night. He made the moon and he sent his sun, so a future would be bright. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are long. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. This I know. This I know. 
There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are low. Baba told me so. Baba told me so.